Reflecting back over your 33-year career, knowing that your dad served 36 years, mm-hmm. out of all the service, reflecting back, what have you enjoyed most? What stands out to you most through your career? I think it's just the citizens that live here. I, I mean, they are the ones that kept me going to serve them. And um, it's what the Lord had uh, moved me to do anyway in the very first place since I was 21 years of age. It's all about service. A police dog is a dog that is trained to assist police and other law enforcement officers. Their duties include searching for drugs and explosives, locating missing people, finding crime scene evidence, protecting people, and attacking criminals who are fleeing from or attacking police officers. Hi, and welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. It's so good to have you here, friend. Looking forward to talking with Troy Simmons today, who is a retired canine officer after 33 years with the Shelby County Sheriff's Department. Troy, welcome to the show. Wow, well, thank you so much for inviting me. What a pleasure it is to reminisce about this unit and what it is and what it's all about and how it teaches you to not only become who you are, but that you're making a difference. There's so much we're going to talk about. It's neat to let our listeners know how we got acquainted first. We were doing a ticket giveaway to the Universal Circus, which has been in town, and you were one of the callers. Diana was on the phone with you and discovered that you were retired from the Shelby County Sheriff's Department K-9 unit. That's right, yeah. And that you were a big bot listener. We said, (laughs) hey, this is a great story. Let's talk about it. And you were willing to come in. So thanks for stopping by. Yeah, so... I believe in divine appointments. I really do. If you ask the Lord to put people in your path, he, he will do it. Amen. It's so powerful. So, yeah, so I called and I thought, hey, the kids would enjoy it. So I called. The lady said, hey, you're number one. And I first caller. And I said, awesome. My kids are going to love this. So one thing led to another. She started getting some information and the email came about. Part of that email is uh, Canine for Life. And and she said, hey, by the way, are you part of or used to be or part of law enforcement? I said, yes, ma'am. I said, uh, and then that's kind of how the conversation started and how long I spent there and uh, what we did uh, in that unit. Not only are you working for the Lord in that capacity and he's moving obstacles like he did uh, my dogs and I in certain situations, but I'm also sharing the gospel. So it's a win-win for me because it's a battlefield out there. Mm. And so I always carry Bible tracts in my car. And when someone is having a not so good of a day and they're, they don't know who to turn to, I, you know, you just, all you can do is put your, put your arm around them and say, hey, listen, listen you know, I got, I got something I need to give you. And then you start sharing the gospel. So that was a foot in for me that I used. It's just a, wonderful feeling because we're supposed to share the gospel and be soul winners for Christ. So that's why I did it. Well, Troy, I was looking at the history of the use of dogs in police service. The first recorded use of police dogs was back in the early 14th century mm-hmm. in St. Malo, France. Dogs were used to guard docks and piers, and by the late 14th century, bloodhounds were used in Scotland. Back on uh, March of 1942, the Quartermaster Corps of the United States Army began training dogs for the newly established War Dog Program, or the K-9 Corps. I, th- I think it's interesting, too, that 1962, the Memphis Police Department started its dog unit with four teams completing training 
in Kansas City. The squad was so successful that 10 more teams were added by that year end. And it was really the result of a situation where the direct line of a duty death of a patrolman, Frank Bruno, back in October of 1960, mm-hmm. he walked into a, with his partner into a situation where it cost him his life. Mm-hmm. And, and they felt like if he'd had a dog with him, it could have saved his life. Right. These animals are quite important to our oh, yeah. patrol officers. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So it starts at, at day one when you meet your partner. There's a lot that goes into it. And I think the average person doesn't really comprehend of how much work it goes into. And uh, not only are you spending time at work with these wonderful dogs that you're training to be a policeman, but they also come home with you and they're introduced to your family. And so it is just remarkable of how these dogs take to you, plus your family members, your wife, your children. I was so lucky that God provided me two very watchful canines while I was there during the tenure I was there. And let's back up a little bit. Now, you, as I mentioned, served 33 years with the Shelby County Sheriff's Mm -hmm. Department before retiring. You and your wife have five kids, and you've got one more on the way, I understand? Yes, sir. Now, you were a baseball player back in high school, and you wanted to play professionally, didn't you? I did. I had my my, uh, sights set on uh, baseball and uh, a career there. I played competitiveness baseball. Started in kindergarten way back in the 1970s, and that was the thing. We had a lot of talented players here in the Memphis area, tried out for high school and made it, and was wanting to go to college, and I finally got that opportunity at Shelby State and played there. It just kind of fizzled after all those years. I wanted to try out for the Memphis Chicks, you know, when they were here in Memphis. There was just so much going on at the time, and my dad was a policeman, and I I just wanted to follow him. Well, I was going to say, your dad was a police officer Mm -hmm. for 36 years, and your uncle was a highway patrolman back in California. Yes. So it kind of ran in the family. It ran in the family, and it was about service and what can I do for my community. Troy, when you first entered, as you mentioned, you wanted to come serve. You you Mm -hmm. saw the, the lifestyle of your dad and your uncle. Now, when you first entered the Shelby County Sheriff's Department, did you go in directly to the K-9 unit, or did you serve as a patrol officer or other duties before then? Yeah, so no. uh, Back in those days, to get your foundation, you would need patrol experience. So that would be the patrol division. Uh, When my dad went through uh, back in 1972, it was uh, you needed the jail experience. So it kind of changed from, you know, Mm -hmm. a period of... Uh, a decade or so, but I wanted to make sure I stayed in the patrol division for nine and a half years. So I wanted that solid police experience before I went to the next level. Right. Mm-hmm. So what intrigued you about the canine? Was there other officer friends that you knew that were doing that? Did you already just have a love for animals and you would like to be uh, associated with a dog on patrol? I mean, what happened there? I think when I was a little kid, a little boy, uh, uh, tagging around with my dad, he knew a couple. We had a, there were a couple of dog officers that were his friends, right? And I thought one day I want to do that. Yeah. And so I didn't really talk about it a lot, but I I knew I could probably do that. And I waited, and like several years went by, and uh, you know I wasn't re- really thinking about that. I just wanted to be a policeman. And uh, to try to make a difference uh, in our county here. And uh, so 
I experienced uh, narcotics and fugitive. I'd stay there for a little while and I'd move on just to get to, to know the different departments and the whole realm of law enforcement. Right. So, uh, and then after, you know, the SWAT team, I wanted to kind of get into the gang investigations. You know, we had a gang problem back in the early 90s and late 90s, and which went over into the 2000s. And so I kind of wanted to make a difference there. And so that's what I did there after five years. And then I went to the dog unit after that. Yeah. And so... um, now, I know your dogs have to be specially trained for that unit. Mm-hmm. Are you also trained for that unit, too, specifically? So I was as green as my as the dog was, yeah. uh, which which is good. I had no bad habits. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we had a, a great trainer uh, that I still consider uh, just a, a great, loving friend. Right. Now, now is all the training mm-hmm. done, Troy, locally in our area, or do you go outside the Memphis area for training? Yes, yeah, so no, we uh, we're responsible. We we uh, we rely strictly on our trainer and what he's learned throughout his uh, career. And uh, actually, he was a uh, certified dog trainer. Uh, he went to school for that. They sent him to a through a school. I think it was four, three or three to four months, and then they teach you how to be an instructor. And then uh, then you take on a class. So he already had that. He just had to go through the process of that. So. You know, he basically taught us how to train our own dogs. So each man and woman would go through that process. I had a dual purpose, which means uh, trained at apprehension and narcotics. So he would have to actually turn one on and the other off. So if we were searching a building for drugs or a house for drugs, then uh, obviously we're not searching for people. We're searching for the narcotics itself. We would search each section of the home, the kitchen, the living room, the bedrooms, the bathroom, every room. He would actually let me know if drugs were there because they were obviously trained on five odors. Now, I understand that the service dogs that you worked with came from Eastern Europe and were funded by confiscated drug money. That's right. Which I think is very interesting. Was there a reason for using these Eastern European dogs for the unit or just happened to be they were available and really qualified for the job? Yeah, so the those dogs that are over in Europe are bred for that and so uh it's you're taking a big chance on buying something here in the united states with a a lot of crossbreed right uh type dogs you want a dog that uh whether it be a malinois a belgian malinois or a german shepherd um or sometimes they use uh, the labrador retrievers which are brought over uh from the uh from england a lot of them come from holland Slovakia, Czechoslovakia. Now, do these dogs, Troy, do they obey commands in the English language? Or are they trained in German? I ask that because when we were missionaries overseas, one of my fellow mm-hmm. missionaries, he had trained dogs, had trained dogs that had been used for the Oklahoma bombing, you right. know. And so mm-hmm. they were specially trained for that. So the dog he had with him was trained to obey commands in German. Sure. You know, so I, I was just wondering. So my first dog was English. Uh, even though that uh, he came, he was a, a Czech dog, and uh, he knew some. Uh, he it's just 
it's just like anything. It's like us we, with learning a new language. We have to get used to, uh, they have to get used to our language, which was no problem. He understood, and that's what you're after. Yeah. And then my second dog was German. Understood German. Yes. I said, you know, I want to, I would, that would be pretty cool to learn that language. Yeah. So I learned uh, about 12 commands in German and kept them. Tell our listeners why that was that way, why some dogs spoke or understood, not, they don't speak it, but mm-hmm. they understand the language like German. I think it's quicker. I think the response is much quicker. Uh, it's, uh, especially if you learn it and you can, you understand what, you're, you're both understanding one another. I think it's really, really quicker in that process. Right. Now, do all the dogs that enter into a training program, do they all graduate and are they able to serve once they start the program? Or do you find some dogs don't make it? Kind of like a recruit when they go into the, That's right. you know. That's right. Uh, I never experienced that. Uh, but there there are dogs that, um, let's say, for instance, uh, they come from the military. And uh, the military, they're looking for key things in that dog. And if that dog doesn't have the key things, then they move on from that dog. And they, they uh, try to uh, sell that dog to a local PD. Right. Because they, they're... They're very timely. They're trying to get these dogs turned around. And then sometimes a, uh, what they call a washed-out dog from the military, sometimes you can take those dogs and say there was, there was nothing right. wrong with them. Right. Or either they they get it now. Yeah. So, uh, How long does it typically take to train a dog so they're ready to start mm-hmm. their job? And do you have to continually take them back for additional training, learning new techniques and things? I'd say uh, 14 weeks uh, is uh, between 13. It, and, you know, all of that depends on how, fa- how how fast they retain it and learn it. And it's it's consistent. You don't – this is constant training. When they're in the training mode, it's uh, at least four hours of training a day. Uh, maybe sometimes five. You you can train a little bit. You try to spread it out so you don't overload right. them because they can be overloaded just like us. Yeah. And so now during that training time, Troy, all these questions mm-hmm. are popping up. <laughs> do you seclude the animal from your family just that specific fourteen weeks, or do they just come home with you? And oh no, and, they're 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 bundled. They're they're okay. You know what you see is what you get. You get me plus. You know, my children and my wife. Were you ever concerned that the animal might? There's some concern in that. But um, as long as uh, I am there and uh, I am, uh, you know, watching and observing uh, and can really pay attention to the dog, everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So when it comes time for you to take a family vacation, Mm -hmm. the dog goes with you? Do you board the dog or? No. Uh, So what happens there is uh, when we get ready to go on vacation, we take the dog to the kennel, which is our kennel facility. Right. And um, we drop them off there. And then other officers in that, within that unit takes on the responsibility of feeding yeah. and taking care of that dog. What's the average cost, Troy, to maintain a dog in the canine unit? Well, uh, it's the cost of, of of purchasing a dog now here uh, to, to 2023, I'd say around uh, 8500 just to buy one overseas. And that's a dog that is green, that has no training, but has the ability. Right. Um, you know, it all depends uh, because you have 
at the time we had 20, we had 24 dogs. And a lot of those dogs were, uh, we had some bomb dogs, but they were kind of separate. They were our Homeland Security dogs. And um, they basically were, they sought after, they were, you know, bomb dogs. Right. And so then you have the narcotic dogs. We had just single-purpose narcotic dogs. And then we had our dual-purpose dogs. Was There was about 11 of us in there. You know, it takes a lot. To yeah. run that unit. You know, it's so uh-huh. funny. On the way to work this morning, I heard a story, and I don't know <laughs> if they mm-hmm. ever happened with the law enforcement officers, but I think there was some studies going on in Japan with some law enforcement using squirrels to sniff out drugs. Wow. <laughs> Have you yeah. ever heard of that? I've heard of uh, using uh, other types of uh, uh, dogs to uh, search for uh, cancer, yeah. termites. A uh, lot, lot of pest controls use them in the uh, Florida area. I've heard of that, uh, but not, yeah. not nothing <laughs> of that nature. No. Yeah. Squirrel. <laughs> not squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how long of a career typically does the dog have before it's time to retire the dog? Yeah, so the retirement window is between 8 and 10 years of service. And then when you start nearing those years, you know, the best dog— He's going to peak at the age of five. So five years old, and then you start going down a little bit. And you can tell in their training and in even the live work that they do that they have lost a step or two. But then you start looking for another partner. Right. And that's sad. Uh, it's got to be tough. It's tough. It was really tough on me. You know, especially when I lost him, you know, after you, he, you know, he, he lived a couple of years past his retirement. So when he retired, he just lived with you? Oh, yeah. He actually, my wife loved him anyway, but he really piled up to her. Yeah. You know, it really hurt his feelings when I brought another dog home. I can imagine. It really hurt his heart. Yeah. They are so smart. They wear their feelings on their shoulders sometimes. Yeah. And, uh. You feel sorry for that part of it, but in a sense, trust me, they were not friends. So I had to keep them separated. I can imagine. Yeah. 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 It really hurt him. Yeah. What are some interesting stories where your dogs have been involved with significant drug seizures in our community or other ways that you've seen him Mm. maybe even protect you on the job? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Byron, I have so many, but I think the one that really sticks out there was uh, there was a fellow that, and this was in the Millington area uh, when this occurred. He was involved in. Uh, I think he he struck one of our motor officers on a on a county road, and this guy had been involved in an armed robbery the previous night. And so when he ditched his car and took off in the woods, yeah. we did a uh, an area search of that particular area and. Um, I just had the full trust that my partner would either uh, find him or give a great effort because he was a type of dog that loved to work. Uh, It's just bred in him. He just wanted to work. So after a few minutes, we went all the way down a river bank, maybe 60 yards, 60 or 70 yards. And then we saw this huge beaver dam that took us over. Of course, I couldn't get into the river. It was too wide and right, deep. Right. So we crossed the Beaver Dam, and as soon as we got over on the other side, it was this huge Beaver Dam. 
and I was trying not to fall through it. Yeah. And so when we got to the other side, the dog started really picking up his pace. And so, you know, he has a tracking harness on, and he's pulling, you know, from his chest area, not around the neck, but around this chest. And it had everything I had to do. I mean, it took everything I had to do to keep up with him. But I knew he was in an odor of either A, wildlife, or B, the perpetrator. And sure enough, it was the perpetrator. He was hiding from us. And it was such a needle in a haystack find. I was so moved by that. And it took a long time in the helicopter the MPD helicopter that was helping us landed and helped us across the riverbank. And I had one hand on the suspect and had I was holding the dog back to yeah. make sure, you know, he wouldn't encounter him again. It was just a great team effort by both agencies. It's really one that sticks out. And, you know, and I've been on several under a house and where I've had to crawl the person not wanting to be taken into custody and then I had to release the dog and I'm left hanging out. Easily could have been taken. But the Lord just moved different obstacles around. He Amen. says, you know what? I'm going to move this over here so you can pass through. Yeah. And that's what he does for us, Byron. And this is amazing. Yes. I'm so thankful that he led me out of that. Wow. Reflecting back over your 33-year career, knowing that your dad served 36 years, Mm -hmm. out of all the service, reflecting back, what have you enjoyed most? What stands out to you most through your career? I think it's just the citizens that live here. I mean, they are the ones that kept me going Mm -hmm. to serve them. And um, it's what the Lord had uh, moved me to do anyway in the very first place since I was 21 years of age. It's all about service. Today, quite a bit of tension. Yes. Between some citizens and between some police mm-hmm. officers. What are your concerns when you look at that? How can we build better relations? Uh, we need more Jesus. We need these young men and women. We just need to love on them. Uh, I mean— you know, everybody falls short, you know, and so whether we're doing an act of service for the government or an act of service for the church or for a nonprofit or for this particular business, it's all about service. It's about helping people. It's just about loving on people. Love God, love people, share Jesus, make disciples. And if we can remember that, I think we'll be a better city. But I don't blame the leaders. We have to pray for our leaders. We always want to put blame on somebody. That's not what Jesus wants us to do. We're supposed to love on them. Troy, God bless you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, my brother, for being so transparent and, yes. and really sharing your life. And I thank you so much for the service you have. Now, you haven't retired totally. You're working yeah. in security for Raymond James. Yeah, so I do corporate protection. I'm with associates and executives day in, day out. This is just another form of, of service that I do. Byron, I've asked the Lord several times, do I need to keep going? And yes, I do. So That's great. Yeah, I can't thank you enough, first of all, for your service and also for thank being you. a faithful listener to yes, Bot Radio sir. Network. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you so much for sharing with our Mid-South Viewpoint friends today. Thank you so much for having me. It's awesome. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. 
Though the pressures of life Seems to weigh you down And you don't know Which way to turn And he's working it out for you. The child that's on cocaine. Through prayer he can change. That marriage. That's on the verge of breaking up Although sometimes you have to walk alone Now you ask yourself Is there a word from the Lord or from the Lord? You need a blessing and you need it right away. God is concerned and he's working it John. 